always when we come to the end of the church year, we get these scripture readings that speak to us about the end of the world. These readings are often referred to as being what we call apocalyptic. The primary meaning of the word apocalypse is not the end of the world, even though we see all of these Hollywood movies that speak of the end of the world, all this violence, and they always have in these movies the word apocalypse in them. The real meaning of the word apocalypse comes from the Greek word, which means unveiling or taking away the veil. And this word translated translated into Latin, apocalyptic, is revelatio, or the English word would be revelation. So the last book of the Bible is the book of revelation, or it's sometimes also called the book of apocalypse, which is the great unveiling. So the question that we have today is, what is revealed to us in our gospel? This book is... This gospel that we have today is sometimes called the Little Apocalypse of St. Luke. And what is being revealed to us is the full significance of Jesus' resurrection, his resurrection from the dead. First, we listen to this gospel say, where's the resurrection? It's hidden from us, but it's also, too, being revealed to us. This is a theme that keeps coming to us all during this whole month of November, which is a focus, of course, the month of November on the dead. You might remember that last Sunday we had this gospel, not this gospel, we had another gospel about the resurrection as well. What's the resurrection like. So the resurrection that's revealed to us today, and most importantly, is its significance for our lives and how we are to live our lives in light of the resurrection. For the early Christians, the resurrection was really a a world-changing event. It affected every aspect of their lives. And in the gospel today, we see that the resurrection shakes things up in the major areas of their lives. It shakes things up in our lives as well. You know, right now, there is a lot of attention that's being given this week to the 50th anniversary of the assassination of JFK. And how that has changed the course of history uh, of the United States in the last 50 years. Same time, a lot of attention is being given to the tragic events of the typhoon in the Philippines. Of course, how that horrible event has changed the lives of those millions of people that live there. But the truth of the matter is 
is that the resurrection, believe it or not, dwarfs those events. The resurrection forever changes all of life. Why? Because it's God's definitive intervention into all of human life for all time. It shook and rearranged everything that everyone knew and everyone knows now about everything that's most important, about religion, about politics. I'm not talking about party politics, but I'm talking about politics in the biggest sense of the word, about like power, and about nature itself. This is the shaking, the shaking that we see in here in the gospel today. Let's look at the first thing that's spoken about in the gospel today. The shaking up of religion. The disciples come in from the back country, so to speak, from Galilee. They come down into Jerusalem, and they're gazing up at the temple. Now, you have to know that the temple in Jesus' time was really one of the wonders of the world. The disciples coming in there are like someone coming in from the cornfields of Kansas, so to speak, and standing in midtown Manhattan for the first time in their lives, overwhelmed by what they see. See, the facade of the temple would have been gilded with all of these costly stones. They said it, one of the seven wonders of the world. It was the very center of their religious life. Not unlike for us, um, the great Basilica of St. Peter's in Rome. It was the most sacred place on earth. And so we understand how they stood there and they were in awe of this great place. But Jesus is there with them and he literally dismisses it. He says that all that you see here, the day will come when there will not be left a stone upon another stone, it will be all thrown down. Now just imagine you standing in front of, say, St. Patrick's in New York City, and someone saying it's all going to come down. You might be apt to call the authorities and say, I heard a terrorist threatening to, to bring down this building. And in the Gospel, it's, in the gospel of St. John... Jesus himself declares himself to be the, the agent of the temple's destruction. I will tear down this temple, he says, and in three days I will raise it up. So we have here a complete assault upon Jewish religious establishment. But after the resurrection of the dead, it all becomes crystal clear what Jesus meant. That Jesus' own risen body is the true temple and the place of right worship, which is exactly why we are all here this morning, to worship him here in his risen body and to receive him in his risen body in the Eucharist. That's what it's all about. 
the center, the true center of our Christian lives. The second great shaking that takes place in regards to the resurrection was in regards to the political order. For many people, especially today, politics is of utmost concern. And the play of power between rival political factions and the rising and falling of political parties, people pay lots of attention to it. It's fed to us, fed to us, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, of course, by the media. And we all watch our own favorite cable channels that just feed us it, feed what we like. And and it's being talked about all the time, all the time, all the time. Church does not get involved in this, except I will make one caveat here. As Catholics, we do get involved in the political order in just one area. And that is in matters of, of justice and injustice. Because in the world of politics, justice often does get trampled upon. And that's when we do get involved. But also in the world of politics, and this is looking at it in a bigger area, bigger realm. Politics is oftentimes about world powers. And that's the way Jesus is talking about it today. Standing in the world. And Jesus' time, Rome, was a center and Israel was, was under the thumb of Rome. And um, that's why the early Christians were so persecuted, because they, they said that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. He's the Messiah. And not the Roman emperor. Jesus did not embrace zealotry like that popular book that's out right now. He did not. He was not a zealot. So what Jesus is saying is that all these political wars, all this fighting, they're not of primary importance. So he says in the gospel today, when you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified. All of this will be shaken by the resurrection. Its real meaning will be revealed by the resurrection, will be unveiled. The final shaking has to do with nature itself. One of the chief characteristics of apocalyptic liturgy is a stress on national, natural calamities, earthquakes, famines, the stars falling from the skies. In the ancient world, many people were not caught up in religion. They were not. Nor were they all caught up in in all these political machinations. They they, they didn't have time for that. But they did pay a lot of attention to the natural world. They really did. They thought the world was based on this. Um, But the resurrection of Jesus blows all of that apart. They thought that the world endured forever. But the rising of Jesus from the dead turns all of this inside and out. Here's the point. It's not about the earth, the sea, and the sky. 
It's about Jesus rising from the dead. So you cannot put all of your trust in religious symbols, in politics, or in nature. Something new has been unveiled. The rising of Jesus from the dead. That's the whole premise of our Christian life. We must keep it ever before us, all the time, in our Christian pilgrimage of life. Death is never the end. That this lowly carpenter from Nazareth has entered our human space and time and vanquished death. We must keep this ever before us. So how do we live in light of this new revelation? We hear in the second reading today from Paul how to bring it down to earth, so to speak. He speaks to the Thessalonians. He said, work quietly and stop minding other people's businesses. That's good advice, isn't it? Think about all that, how much people mind other people's businesses at the water coolers, right? Good advice. When you think about how people get so upset today, think about that for a moment. What is it that really shakes you up? Now take Jesus, risen from the dead. And as Paul says, quietly get to work. Now as a diligent member of the body of Christ, whom we are. This is the great truth that is unveiled for us this day.